Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Dua, the dietitian, a registered dietitian who is passionate about sharing her profession in every aspect of her life. Dua and I met over social media because I was drawn to a unique series of poetry she was sharing on Instagram. I am drawn to dietitians who incorporate other passions they have in their lives while practicing dietetics, and Dua shared such a unique part of her. Our conversation is very inspiring because Dua truly believes in what life throws your way is what is meant to be, and I completely agree with her. She does a variety of things in her professional and personal life, and being a dietitian is just one part of this amazing person. Please enjoy my conversation with Dua. Good, good. Well, I am, I'm super excited to talk with you today because I know that we've connected in many different ways on social media and it's always good to have conversations in kind of a real person setting. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you taking time to do that with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for thinking of me to do this with. Sure. Well, I think you have such a unique and I think probably you really caught me Um, on social media, when you were doing all your poems, I loved that when you were doing your poems on, on Instagram. Oh yeah. I missed that, but it just, it wasn't as well received as I thought it would be. (laughs) They're always like the lowest rating photos. And it was like, I don't know. Do you write poetry just for fun for yourself? You know, I used to for a very long time. And then something happened along the way in life. And now I only write if like I have like this sudden inspiration or a goal. I try to take advantage of April, which is National Poetry Writing Month, National Poetry Writing Month. Um, and I'll do like, there'll be like different websites that will have like 30 prompts for the month. I try to take Ooh. advantage of that so I can at least use um, a little bit of writing. That's I think that might have been when you started catching me last time because that's when I started putting my poetry on um, Instagram like instead of using ready-made prompts I actually created my own set of 30 prompts and used those and it was all related to food and nutrition I well I thought it was genius so even (laughs) if you didn't get the reception that you wanted to I really enjoyed it so thank thank you you. for doing that (laughs) because it was just unique and it was something different you know just a different take on I was like it's it you know it it stands out a little bit, but I don't know, maybe I'll go back to it now and get a little bit of inspiration. Sure. Well, and, and I always think it's good to try. If something didn't work maybe the first time, maybe it will work the second time if you give it a break in between or I don't true, know. I just true. think like that space always changes and what people are For resonating sure. with changes too. So yeah, yeah. And maybe I can just use it like it doesn't have to be as big of a part of my feed, but of my stories sure. or something like that. Yeah. No, well, true. you always know you have a fan. I would be Yay. a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dua, why don't you take me back to, let's talk about when you got into nutrition and dietetics and kind of when you thought maybe this was what you wanted to do as your career. Cool. So I, um, going through school, I actually wanted to be a pharmacist. Like I have a poster from when I was five years old in kindergarten that said I wanted to be a pharmacist. And it's going to oh sound a little bit silly as to why I didn't end up going into pharmacy. Um, 
but so I, I lived in between the U.S. and the Middle East when I was younger. Um, and we moved back. Like, so I lived in the U.S., then we moved to the Middle East when I was 11, then we moved back to the U.S. when I was 15, and it was in the middle of my sophomore year. Um, and, and when I moved back and I was starting college, um, <clears throat> I, the school that I was going to didn't have a pharmacy program. And overseas, just so this makes a little bit more sense, like in Jordan, where we were living for some of the time, you go directly into pharmacy school or directly into med school. Like, you don't do an undergrad and then do a postdoc. You oh. go directly into the program that you're going to, and it's very dependent on your grades. So if you get this degree, you know, this, this many percentages, uh, this percent basically in your, in 12th grade, you're eligible for XYZ degree. Um, and so oh. when I was applying for college, I was like, oh man, the school doesn't have a pharmacy degree. So I was like, okay, no problem. I was, I, I'm very much go with the flow kind of person. So I, I, I strongly believe that like, what life throws my way is just what's meant um, for me. So I was like, okay, pharmacy's not right for me. That's okay with me. I had thought of nutrition at some point in, in the past. I can't tell you when, I can't tell you why or where, but it was still something that, you know, in, in, in the back of my mind, I had thought of at some point. But I actually ended up starting as a civil engineering major um, at Michigan State University. And the reason that I went that direction was like, okay, I like math. I loved physics in high school. It's my favorite class. Um, but once I started Calc 2, which is in that first semester, because I had taken AP Calc, um, I realized, no, this is not for me. <laughs> Definitely not for me. I love math, but Calc is just no. Um, so I immediately switched into nutrition from that. It was a week into my, um, my undergrad degree. So I've been dietetics basically. I've been in the nutrition realm basically from, from the, my freshman year. Um, I switched into nutrition and then I talked to a counselor and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And so I told him things that sounded like clinical uh, work. And he was like, actually, you need to be a dietetics major. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there were two different things. <laughs> and so from there, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, I like to say, I, I feel like I fell into it. Um, sure. there was something in the back of my mind that was like, okay, nutrition is cool. Um, and, and, and that's kind of how it started. Now, when I finished my undergrad degree, um, and I, I, when I was doing my internship, especially, and I was working in a hospital and I would see the pharmacist, I was like, oh man, that was totally what I wanted to do. But I'm really grateful for where I am right now. I'm really grateful for the experiences I've got. And now I'm like, okay, I don't want to do pharmacy. I love dietetics. I love the field. I love the applicability of it. Um, I think that's probably the number one thing I really love about dietetics. Like I can take this wherever I go, whether I'm working professionally or not, whether I'm with family, whether I'm in the community, whether I'm with friends, and I can make this apply to literally every person's life because everybody eats. And so I really, really love that about the field. I think that's a beautiful way to think of it, that you can do it everywhere, anywhere, all the time, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. And that was important for me because I wanted that flexibility, um, you know, and when the time comes and we have our own family and our own children, like I want to me, it's important for me to be able to be flexible enough to stay home with them if I wanted to, to even potentially like homeschool. So I really, really wanted that flexibility, but I don't want a degree. Um, and I, I'm thinking of all of this retrospectively, by the way, I didn't think of this when I was actually sure. picking my degree, <laughs> but retrospectively, I'm like, it's so awesome because I can still use the information that I learned. You know, it's not like going into, I don't know, I don't want to call anybody's degree out and say it's not really um, uh, as useful, yeah. but exactly. But yeah, but it's, it's just something that I can take with me anywhere and everywhere. And I just love that. 
And I, I really feel like that's the best way to approach it. And I guess I've never thought of it that way, which you're kind of opening my, my eyes to kind of doing it in a different way. Cause you know, I think we do get trapped in that you have to do this job as a dietitian or you have to do this job as a dietitian, but really it's about all the opportunities and the, the way you view it. Yeah, for sure. And and the opportunities are amazing. Like I'm always telling people like if I have, I have, you know, like my husband has a lot of nieces and nephews and, and I just know a lot of little ones and, um, you know, they'll be like, oh, I want to go into medicine. And I'll just be like, wait, why? And, you know, sometimes they'll share a reason that I'm like, that's not necessarily something that you can do as a doctor. Have you thought of being a dietitian? <laughs> <laughs> so you're and like I a also, poster child <laughs> yes and I also actually try to open people's minds up to nursing so my mom was a nurse and um, after working in the long-term care setting in the nursing home setting I realized how versatile a nursing degree is so if I was ever going to go back not that I'm ever going to do that I would <laughs> genuinely consider nursing because it's so cool too yeah that's interesting too because I kind of thought about that as well and I think that oh, yeah. you're right there's so many different there's just so many different places and things that you can do with a nursing degree too. And there's always jobs available as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can move up. Like there's a lot of moving upwards in a nursing degree. Sure. That's funny that you said that you're like, I never wanted, you don't look back on not being a pharmacist as something that you still long for. So that's a good thing. Yes. I'm glad I don't do that because that would make me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. See, we don't want to do things that make us sad. Absolutely not. (laughs) Exactly. So did you finish your uh, undergrad degree in dietetics at Michigan State then? Yes, I did. I finished my undergrad um, at Michigan State. And then I did my internship at Wayne State um, for that one year. In Michigan? Is that in in Michigan? Michigan, It's in the Detroit area. Sorry. Yeah, it's in the Detroit area. Well, I was just wondering because... I used to live in Nebraska and they have a Wayne State University oh, there too. So I yeah. was, like, was it in Nebraska or, or <laughs> Michigan? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's one of the bigger universities like downtown Detroit. Okay. And that was a year long internship? Yeah. So it was actually um what is it called? It was actually a coordinated program. Um I okay. actually didn't match first round um into my internship. And I was pretty surprised to be honest because I was like whoa what's going on here I mean I had good grades I was fairly involved I worked and I was just really I was really confused by it but again like I said I just like to take things as they come so it's like okay that was not what was meant for me and then I was starting to apply for whatever was left you know and usually those are master's programs and I wanted to do my master's but I wasn't ready yet like I didn't know what I wanted to do my master's in so first I started submitting applications to that second round and then I was like nope I counseled, I withdrew all my applications. Um, The coordinated programs are usually not part of the matching cycle. And so sometimes they'll just have openings. Um, And so I guess our program director was, uh, you know, knew the program director at Wayne State. We were only an hour and a half out from them. And so there was probably some relationship there. And she was like, listen, they have an opening. Do you want to apply? And I was like, sure. But you wouldn't hear back until after second round. And so I was like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I was like, you know what? If I have to take a gap year, it's all good. But thankfully, I did get accepted into the Wayne State program um, and I didn't have to take a gap year. But yeah, um, that's something that I, you know, I kind of look back at and I'm just like, wow. Like, like for me, that was probably one of my biggest shocks that I didn't match, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not like. I'm not like the super amazing person, but I did have good grades. You know, I was well, involved. Yeah, of course. Um, it was, it was something that was like really eye opening for me. And I guess, I mean, I made a mistake. I only applied to like three programs and there were more prestigious programs. Um, so looking back, that was a huge learning uh, place for me. Like, okay, 
you gotta make sure you know you do all that you can and and and, and I, when i look back i'm like okay i should have applied to more places i should have looked at things that were maybe a little less you know a little less ambitious but again like i said i'm still happy with where i ended up so it's not like looking back with regret but a place of learning and i well so i think about being in that point in your life as a dietitian some people can have that adverse effect like oh my gosh i'm devastated what am i going to do and it, i love that you were like i learned stuff from it i i moved on and i kept pers- persevering and i still ended up exactly where i wanted to be yeah yeah and that's that's just the, the, the cool thing is when you look back um and you see how things go like i didn't have a goal of where i wanted to be but it's like okay i'm exactly where i need to be even though i don't know where that is but it's just like a <laughs> it's a no, nice I feeling so, yeah i get what you're saying though i mean it, you're right like i don't know exactly where i need to be but i feel like this is the right path that i'm taking to get me to where i'm going exactly I yeah. love I mean, don't get me wrong right. though i was very devastated for for you know when i first found out i did not i'm oh, like sure. a super person but <laughs> Well, I would. Well, yeah. And if you don't think that about yourself, then that's a problem, too. You have to think you're a super amazing person because who else is going to if you're not going to. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I would never think bad of you for saying, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm a great person. I'm a smart person. Why didn't I get an internship? This is not cool. <laughs> if only you could say that to the schools and be like, hello. Why didn't you pick me? <laughs> you all missed out. <laughs> yeah, Riggs, right. They totally missed out. So what oh. So what was the focus? Can I just ask the focus of your internship? Was it kind of just broad like everything else or did it focus on a certain type of, of nutrition? Um, I think it was it was pretty general, but we did. I did have like five months of clinical in a hospital, um, which I actually That's found very rough. Yeah. So I think maybe it was more clinical focus. I don't really know what most internships had for clinical. I know most of them had a large chunk of clinical, but I know I was in a hospital from, I believe, January through May. Um, so it was it was a big chunk of my internship. And that was really rough for me because I knew I didn't want to do hospital work. Like I knew very much I was not going to go into a hospital setting. I didn't know where I wanted to be, but that was one thing that I knew I didn't want. Um, and I think for me, the idea was just that I couldn't really impact people the way that I wanted to. Obviously, I mean, clinical dietitians in the hospital do a lot of great work and they do, of course, impact people. But for me, I was like really looking at like those long term, sustainable, you know, changes that people were making. And at least in my experience, which was only my internship, it's just it doesn't work in the hospital setting. Now, mm-hmm. I know other people will say otherwise. Um, of course, if they if they made it work, then, you know great for them. But for me, that was a very difficult experience because I just did not want to be uh, in a hospital setting. Well, at least you figured that out in your internship. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, What I loved in my internship was the long-term care. So I think I was in a nursing home for five weeks and it was a little bit of a shorter nursing home where um, the dietitian was full-time there between dietary manager and clinical um, responsibilities. And I just loved it. I loved seeing how, um, he, and he was one of the few male preceptors I had. I had two. He was one of the few male ones, how he just really, um, connected with his residents changed, like, like just the smallest things would change their, their, you know, their day. Like if they wanted orange juice and they get apple juice, but then you go grab them orange juice. It's like their day is made. 
Um, and I just really, really liked that. So I actually ended up going into long-term care initially just because of that experience. Oh, that's awesome. I always kind of think in the back of my head, I'm like, I would love to do long-term care just because like you said, it's for them, food is very important part of their lives. And Mm -hmm. so if you can do things that make them happy with food, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The one thing I will say though, about long-term care, just from my work experience is that it really depends on, um, the kind of position you get. So when I went into long-term care and I worked for this company for like six years on and off, mostly on, but just a few breaks here and there, it's a national company and nursing homes will, um, outsource their dietary department to them. And so I would come in and I would do the clinical aspect. Sometimes I had some dietary manager responsibilities, but usually I was just a clinical dietitian. And because it was, um, you know, a lot of times the, di- the nursing homes were trying to kind of just meet the requirements of having a dietitian. I didn't oh, sure. get that experience uh, in my work where I was really able to connect with the residents as much, except for one nursing home where they needed me there three days a week. Besides that, I was usually in most nursing homes just one day a week, one to two days a week. And that made it very hard to be able to really do the extra stuff. It was a lot of just like, you know, interviewing residents, making sure no one's losing weight, which of course is very important work, but it lacked a satisfaction factor, which is what I was looking for, like that impact. Um, But I stayed with it because uh, it was a very flexible job and I was able to do other things while I worked. So I was able to get my master's while I worked. I was able to go to seminary school in Dallas while I worked. And then when I, the first year that I got married, um, we were in St. Louis just while my husband was doing his fellowship. And I was able to get like a, like it was almost not temporary, but I was able to get a lot of short-term positions. Like any time that I was in, they needed a dietitian in a nursing home. So it was really helpful in that respect um, to be able to stay with them. So that's one good aspect. Like maybe not so much. I mean, like if you have some things in your life going on, it might be, a great job or position to kind of bounce around between all the, all the, you did a lot of stuff during that time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're going to have to tell me more about, but I do agree with you. Like sometimes when you're only there one, one day a week and you're getting kind of pulled in different directions, it's really hard to, to make that connection with the people. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was a little bit hard, but like I said, at that time in my life, honestly, to be honest, my career Um, I, I, am not really like a career eight to five kind of person. I'm not all about climbing that corporate ladder. Like I, I really appreciate what I do and my work, but I really appreciate having a life outside of it. And so for, (laughs) so for me, yeah, even though there wasn't that satisfaction within the job, it was just like, okay, this is just literally paying my bills right now. And I'm okay with that. Um, and it was great. Yeah. Like I was able to do my master's. So I did go back and do my master's. I actually went back to Michigan state university. That's where my family lives. So I stayed home. I did my master's. Um, I did my master's in health and risk communication, um, which is not something that, you know, I feel like a lot of us think about, but I have always been very interested in journalism. Um, not necessarily that I wanted to be a journalist per se, but just the writing aspect of things, potentially from the poetry part. I was very interested in writing, but I really wanted to be able to bring, you know, my science degree into it as well. And so when I was looking at master's programs, MSU had this health and risk communications, which was a communications degree, but it was about behavior change theory. Um, and so everything that we talked about was basically applying behavior change theory in a health setting. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is perfect. So, so that's what I ended up doing my master's in. 
after I finished my master's, I tried to get a job that was more specific um, to the health and risk aspect, which um, a lot of people don't really know what that looks like. Um, but a lot of it is kind of um, potentially looking at developing like educational programs um, or not necessarily only programs, but educational materials. So, um, so one position that I was really, really interested in, I applied for it like a month or two before I finished, I think it was October and I graduated in December and it was with WIC. Um, but it was a, like a supervisory position that required having a master's degree because you would be creating some of their material. And this was exactly what I wanted. Like, this is where I really wanted to be at that point where I was creating material, creating programs, but at the same time within the field of dietetics. Unfortunately, I didn't get that job. Um, like I came out of that interview and I was like, oh my God, this was such a great interview. I did awesome. And then like I get, uh, what is it called when you get declined? A rejection letter, I guess. Um, yes. Within like 48 hours. And I was like, darn, was it really that bad? I thought I did so good. Um, but the lady was really nice. The lady that interviewed me, she actually called me like a week later and she's like, listen, I wanted to let you know that you did really well, but we just needed you to have your master's now. And so we couldn't accept you. I was like, it's just two oh. months. Oh, but, you were um, so close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. But, you know, I look back and I think like, whoa, what if I had gotten that job? My life would be so different right now. Um, and I'm really happy with my, where my life is now. So that's okay. <laughs> Again, the path is is where it should be going, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's what it feels like for sure. So when you did finish, so, you, okay, you also said you, while you were doing your master's, you finished your master's and then you went to seminary school afterwards mm-hmm. or at the same time? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I did my master's part-time while I was working. Um, okay. I was... Part of the time I was working part-time, part of the time I was working full-time. Um, I actually did a job that I really enjoyed. So I worked part-time in the nursing home, but then I, I got a job as a research project manager for a professor in the nursing college at MSU. And she was doing this research project on um, basically making sure mothers did not introduce solids before babies were ready. And just kind of an educational program. So they had educators go in and talk to mothers and then they would Um, it was basically obesity prevention by making sure solids were not introduced too early. So I did that for about two and a half years while I was doing my master's. And that was something I really enjoyed too. I was like, this would be a field that I would be very, very interested in. So I looked into research project management and that's where I learned a lot about nursing. Most of them required a nursing degree. And I was like, are you serious? Um, yeah, a lot of medical research requires a nursing degree to manage it, which kind of makes sense, I suppose. Um, and then it's hard to find. Uh, at least, I mean, I didn't try that hard, but it, it, it's harder to find research project management that's not straight up medical when you're not a student. Um, okay. So, so that a lot of those, sense, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of like part-time graduate assistant kind of positions. I wasn't a graduate assistant, but it, sim- it was a similar kind of position um, where you just kind of work like part-time or even um, some of the projects did have full-time managers or two managers so that they made full-time, but it tended to be for the most part, like, graduate students that were managing these projects. So um, that was another career path, not career path, but that was another path of dietetics that I kind of um, considered and it didn't go there, which is totally cool. But um, I'm not sure why I started telling you about this. We were talking about um, your seminary school, like when you did that after your master's. Yes. So I finished my master's in December of 2013. 
Um, and I kind of, uh, I started working full time. I was still at the nursing home. I was working full time in the Lansing area between two nursing homes. And there was just like, there was something missing. And, um, I really didn't know what it was. Um, I've always been a devout, you know, Muslim. My faith is very, very important to me. I was always learning here and there. Um, in, you know, that we have like weekend classes or traveling weekend classes or something like that. And I, I tried to attend anything that kind of came through our area if I could, but there was just still something missing. Like there was no satisfaction in the work that I was doing and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I remember sitting down with my brother, he's one of my younger brothers. Um, and I was like, I just don't know where I'm going with my life. And he was like, listen, if I was you, I would go to seminary school. And I was like, it can't be that easy. Yeah. And, and at that point, there weren't really many Muslim seminary schools in the U.S. I mean, there's still not many, but um, there was a new one that had started up in Dallas, in the Dallas area, technically in Arlington. And um, when he was telling me about it, it was just wrapping up its first year. Um, and right now there's probably only like six or seven in the U.S. So it's not like there's a lot of Muslim seminary programs. But at that time, it was one of the first ones. Um and so I looked into it. I reached out to the, um, the program. I learned more about the finances that I needed. Um, I had some money saved up to pay for tuition. And then I was like, uh Oh, what am I going to do with living? Um, and so I actually reached out to some of my friends that I knew were a little bit better off than me, you know, further in their career, whatever. And I was like, listen, if I need to borrow just a small amount of money so I can survive while I do this, will that be okay? And one of them said, yes. And so it was just, it was just so easy how everything fell into place. Thankfully, I was still, I was able to get a job. So I didn't even have to borrow any money. I worked part-time while I was at the seminary, um, again, oh, wow. with this nursing home company, like that was just, it was really a lifesaver. Um, and so, yeah, so this seminary school is in Dallas. It's a one-year program. It was a one-year program when I took it. Um, actually they, and then after I left the year after I left, it was still a one-year program. And then the year after that, they developed a four-year program. So you could do a one-year, and then if you wanted to, you could continue and do three more years and get like a more advanced um, certification. It's not a degree program yet, just because those are harder to go through, but it's a certification. And for me, that was kind of enough because I already had my master's, already had my professional career. I wasn't going into this for a professional career. It was very, very personal. Um, and so I was okay with the fact that there was no certification. I know I talked to other people and they're like, you're not even going to get anything out of it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm getting so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And it's just like, okay, it's not a degree, but it's enough for me. Um, so I'm actually still studying with that seminary school right now. I'm doing it part time online. So it's a three year program. Um, there, I have three years technically left, like since I left that one year, but I'm doing it Mm -hmm. so part time that every year takes me three years. Gotcha. So for me, it's like a nine year program. for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I already finished like by come May, I'll have finished the first year. So like, the, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll have only, you know, six more years, <laughs> which is fine though. Like I'm okay with it because I'm still able to learn. I'm still able to grow in that aspect and do everything else. Like to me, that's really important. Um, I think I've said it before, but like being able to have my career, is very important, but being able to do all these other things. And I have to get a, give a shout out to my husband. Like, I mean, if it wasn't for his support and the fact that, you know, I don't have to worry about the finances, um, I wouldn't be able to do all these things. Uh, so I definitely, definitely have to be like, thank you very much for, for allowing me to, to, to be able to pursue all of these things at once. I know like, uh, I am probably in a place of privilege to be able to do kind of all of these things at once. And so I have to thank him on air. 
That's awesome that he supports you though. I mean, that's what's, that's what creating good relationships does for people. For sure. It enables you to do the things that you're passionate about, whether it is just dietetics or whether it's other things that give you meaning to your life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that makes us better dietitians, don't you think? I do think so. So I will tell you this. When I was doing my nursing home, like part of my career, um, I, I, I mean, I hate to say this and look back at it now and say this, but I was not the best dietitian. I mean, I did my work and I did what I needed to do. And I made sure that the patient, you know, the clients, the residents were taken care of. But looking back now and how I deal with my business and how I work with my clients now, I'm like, oh my God, I could have really taken a lot of extra steps and I didn't. Um, and part of that was, I think, a lack of training. Um, and, and, you know, so, so part of it was a lack of training, but part of it was a lack of motivation on my part as well. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm almost ashamed of the fact that I didn't give it more in those six years when I was in the nursing home setting. And that might've been one, might've been one of the reasons where I, I didn't find that satisfaction, but now mm-hmm. I am able to give like so much more and, and so much more focused and like keeping up with everything that, um, I'm kind of able to see what I could have done before, but you know, that's gone. So I'm not gonna worry about it, but I'm really mm-hmm. able to, to recognize what makes me a better dietitian. And I think you're right. Like having that support in the other realms of my life really does make a difference. I, and you just speaking to that, I think we probably all go through some stages of like, oh, I could have did this different and oh, I could have been better at this, but you don't, you have to do different things to realize that. So then you can change and you can do better in the next time you do something. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. You have to be able to recognize where you didn't do enough to be able to do better. And if you don't recognize it, then that's a problem. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. So I guess I'm glad I recognize it. <laughs> well, that's good. No, and I that just speaks to the person that you are too, as just like a human being, as a dietitian, as a spouse, as a, you know, a caretaker, all of those things. It just makes you a more well-rounded individual. Oh, I value that so much being well-rounded. Like I, I really like to know about what I'm going into. Like, like, um, so I, I do like um, freelance graphic design. Um, and by by freelance, I don't actually get paid for it ever, but I'll do like volunteer projects for graphic design. Um, and, and to me, that was so important. Even if I couldn't do all of my, like, I, I, I still can't do like, I'm not like a professional graphic designer. So there's a lot that I can't do, but I know enough to be able to talk somebody through what I want. Same thing with like website design. Like I know enough to be able to talk somebody through what I want. I don't, I don't believe that I have to be like a jack of all trades, but I do believe that I'd really like to know at least a little bit about what I'm having people do for me. Like I've never changed my own oil, but that's a goal of mine. I want to know how to change my own oil just so I know, (laughs) even if I never do it again. You like to know how things work. I do. I do. And sometimes that's probably, um, (laughs) can go too far, but I think I, I like to believe that I have a balance on it. Um, I, I like to believe that. I'm not sure if, if those around me would say the same thing or not, <laughs> but I personally like to believe that I'm at, at a reasonable balance with it. Well, I think I, I totally enjoy that. You, cause most, I mean, like most of us would be like, who cares? Just have someone do it for us. But it's great that you empower yourself with knowledge to understand how things work. 
because there's many of us that don't do that. And I am included in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that, I mean, there's a ton that I don't know uh, in terms of how it works, but I just, I just like to know at least a little bit to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I like it. I like that about you, girl. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. You're so kind. (laughs) So after, so now after you've kind of like settled and I know you're still doing seminary stuff and you're doing graphic design too, which you're, you're blowing me away with all the things (laughs) that you're doing. Um, and you have a business that you kind of do your own nutritional counseling. Is that kind of what you focus on or talk to me a little bit about that? Yes. So from a professional perspective, that's where I'm at right now. So uh, my business, Do With a Dietitian, I launched it in April 2017. So it's about a year and a half. Actually, it's almost two years now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and my so so when we moved to, to Champaign, Illinois, which is where we live now, and for people that don't know where that is, it's two hours south of Chicago. The University of Illinois is here. That's kind of the biggest landmark here. Um, so it's a big college town, basically. I wanted a part-time job because I just am all about part-time work. Um, and they didn't have any part-time openings. That's kind of how small this place is. Um, unless I wanted to stay with my nursing home company. And I was like, I'm done. That's it. I've done enough of that. I've like maxed it's out. It's purpose. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I've maxed out my capability to continue that. And they, and, and I mean, they were, they were really generous with the offer they gave me too. It was a nursing home that would have taken me about an hour 15 to drive through to drive to. So it was a very lucrative offer because they were like, we will count that as part of your work. You will be doing four hour work days and then just driving the rest. Um, and I was just like, I can't, no, 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 no. I I have to say no now. (laughs) And so I did. And so, um, when, when that became the option, I was like, okay, my only other option is to start my own business. I knew that I was going to do that once upon a time in my life, but I didn't know when I didn't know where I didn't know what the goal would be. Um, and so I was really blessed because one of my husband's cousins, um, is the owner of a company called intuitive solutions, which basically helps people start their own businesses in the medical field. I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. Um, so he works, I, I, if I'm not wrong, he works primarily with actual physicians and, um, helps with a lot of administrative aspects of their business. But I met him, um, for the first time, um, during the summer before we moved to Champaign and, you know, just kind of talking to him because this is his expertise. And so, you know, getting to know me, um, and I was just telling him, this is what I want to do. And he was like, listen, when you're ready, let me know, we will build your website for you. Um, and I can provide you with guidance. And it was just like everything that I needed at that point. I mean, he helped me come up with the name. He helped me come up with the taglines. Um, he, his company created my website. Um, and it was just very kind of him because I didn't even have to pay for it. Um, wow. And so, so that's something I I get a lot of compliments on my website specifically. People are like, Oh my God, how'd you build it? And I was like, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You do have a lovely website. (laughs) I didn't, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. Um, and, and so, so it's just like, again, everything just kind of falling into place really nicely. Um, and so that kind of pushed me forward. And then I launched in April. Um, you know, you have to make some decisions. I had some friends that were lawyers. I had them read my disclaimer and, and help me out there. Um, and, and then I started. And so initially when I started, uh, it, it takes time to kind of figure out how you want to package your program or how you want to, um, package your sessions. And so I had, I had a few friends that was like, listen, I'm going to take on like five free clients. 
I, you guys are going to be test, get, you know, guinea, guinea pigs. Um, but are you, are you interested? And so I did, I had, um, I had, you know, a few of my friends that were, um, kind of interested in learning more about their nutrition. Maybe they had some weight goals, whatever it was. And they were my, my tests, um, my test subjects. And that really helped. Like if, if I had jumped into that with first paying clients, I would have felt really guilty because I was just experimenting. Um, <laughs> And idea. So, get some test clients before just to kind yeah, of test it yeah. out. I, that's something that I would definitely, definitely recommend to people, um, especially if you haven't done counseling before, which I hadn't right in the nursing home setting. You're not really mm-hmm. counseling anybody. Um, every very rarely you'd give someone like a diet to take home, but it was still, it wasn't the same. Um, and so, so yeah, so I was like, I didn't have this counseling experience. And then while I was doing my test subjects, I also actually got my, um, health coach certification, um, which I felt like would really help me along because, um, if you kind of read about the difference between health coaches and dietitians and it's health coaches that write these. So it's a very biased against dietitians, but, um, you know, they'll say things like dietitians are only looking at the symptoms or dietitians are only looking at, you know, this, and they only have this like very specific, um, thing to follow. And there's a lack of flexibility. There's a lack of, of looking at things holistically. And I was like, well, I want both. So I looked at the national society of health coaches association. Um, so, so being a certified health coach is not like a national, um, license, right? It's not like being a dietitian or or any other healthcare Mm -hmm. professional. You have just organizations that give you that certification. And I, I looked at a couple, so I think ACE does it, the, I don't even know what that stands for the athletic, um, it's an athletic association Um, or something like that, I think does. Yeah. And they, they might do it as well, but, um, the national society of health coaches, the reason that I really like that one is their program is actually geared towards healthcare professionals. Like you have to have, you have to be a credentialed healthcare professional to get their certification. And so I Hmm. really liked that because it was really just adding, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have to go through things that I already knew. I didn't have to redo things. And it's a self-study thing. Took me about, I don't remember how long now, maybe it took me about six months to complete. Um, it was a bunch of CEUs too. So it got me that continuing education. Um, but I really, it really provided me with a lot more confidence in my counseling skills. Um, and, and for the cost of it, I think it was like 495 when I did it, um, for the cost of it, I feel like it was really like a lot of bang for, for my buck. Um, and, and so that was one thing that I did also as I was kind of starting up. So then I was like, okay, I feel more confident in my counseling. I am going to launch. And as I'm going through now, I mean, I'm a year and a half in, I still don't really know the direction that this will necessarily take. I do know that I've realized I really enjoy public speaking. Um, I've always enjoyed it in other realms, but, um, specifically about nutrition. Like I love when I'm invited to a college class or when I'm invited to a high school class to speak or a community center or church or an Islamic center, that is really where I feel like I shine. Like I really, really enjoy doing that, answering people's questions and letting them recognize that there is, you know, there's, um, there's a method to the madness that is nutrition it's not just all that crazy thing that you kind of hear online. So that's something that I really, really hope to take, you know, that's a direction that I hope to take it in. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to do that. And then one thing that, you know, I've been hearing a lot is that you need to niche down. So I've been talking to everybody and right now I'm in a place where I'm slowly starting to niche down a little bit. Um, it's a very, very slow niche down, but, um, it's, it's been pretty eye opening. 
because um, I don't know who said this quote, but if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And so I'm trying to figure out how to talk to specific people instead of nobody. And it's a little scary because it's like, well, I want everybody to hear my message. You know, maybe it'll resonate with somebody in this crowd or that crowd. And and I don't want to make people feel left out. But I've noticed as you start to, start to niche down, um, that doesn't mean other people can't hear the message. That doesn't mean other people can't listen to it. And I, the way that I've kind of learned that is just by different accounts that I follow. Like, I know they're not targeting me, but that doesn't mean I can't benefit from their lesson, from their message mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's been kind of helpful. Um, yeah, right now kind of going into it. Um, I'm still not exactly where I want to be financially with it, but it's growing. It's definitely growing. Um, that's always good. Growth is good no matter what form. (laughs) Definitely, definitely been, um, and it's been up and down. Like I know, um, about six to eight months into it, I was just feeling really frustrated because I was like, I really thought I would have more clients by now. I thought I'd have more word of mouth. I thought things would go further. And I remember a couple of people that I knew that had businesses, they're like, it takes a year. You got to give yourself a year. And, and honestly, once I hit a year, I really did see a lot of changes. Um, and so, so that year mark, I guess, really is valuable. Um, and then it's still, you know, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but overall, I'm very happy with where it is. It's really nice to be able to develop your own, um, your own message. And the fact that I do have some graphic design background really has been helpful too, because that means when I create my material, they're very visually pleasing and it's not something that I have to outsource, um, which is nice right now since I'm not making all the money that I want to when I can't outsource. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so it's been, it's been, a, I mean, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride, but overall, um, I've definitely enjoyed it. Yes. Well, I think it's great that you said at some point you knew you wanted to have your own business. So that's, I mean, you always kind of had that in the back of your head. So that's great mm-hmm. that you've gotten to that point, maybe a little sooner than planned, but that's good. And that you're still trying to navigate exactly where you want to be. Cause don't you think like even with Instagram posts or like your, your account, you have to, again, evolve to kind of see what it's your needs and then where you want to be and how you can help people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then this, you know, the, the ever changing algorithm is just getting really annoying, um, <laughs> which I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I'm trying not to focus on it. I'm just trying to be like, listen, if the message is meant to get out there, it will get out there. It doesn't matter how often they change that algorithm. I refuse to put money into marketing right now. I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I realize I have that flexibility because I don't have to worry too much about how much money I am making, but mm-hmm. I, you know, Um, again, I like to really know what I'm talking about. So when I had considered putting money into marketing, I actually chose to take a couple courses. So instead of putting that, you know, I self-invested that money to be like, to learn about what I need for marketing. But then the algorithms changed a bajillion times. And now what I knew doesn't necessarily apply. Um, but it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's fun. Um, my favorite part about Instagram, honestly, I don't think Instagram really is necessarily, um, I don't necessarily see, even though Instagram is my number one most um, used platform and I enjoy it so much. For me, it's less about business, which obviously it is about business, but it's less about business and more about that community. Like I really value the community, especially the community of dietitians um, where I met you and many, many other dietitians. And it's just been, that has probably been so helpful. When I was in the nursing home setting, I was always the only dietitian in that nursing home. So it's always a very lonely Like I never had a dietitian that I could be like, call and ask questions unless it was my boss. And then you kind of feel like, but this, you know, you feel a little bit like maybe I should know the answer to this question. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So then I would feel a little bit less confident. Um, The last year I worked for them though, 
I did connect with one of the dietitians that also worked for them. She was in a different nursing home, but I think she had to cover me once or something. So I met with her. So then I would ask her. So that was nice. Um, but that's what I love. I think that's probably my favorite part about Instagram is, you know, you're able to get your message out, but at the same time, I get a lot of good feedback from these other dietitians. And then we have like this group that we kind of, a few dietitians and I, that we're always kind of sharing our posts. And I'm always like, listen, you guys have permission to tell me, you know, to give me criticism and to give me feedback on my posts, because if you're not growing, then I mean, are you even moving forward? So, um, that's That's what Instagram has done for me and I love it. So even though the algorithm is always changing, my posts are up and down, I will gain 10 followers and lose 50 the next day. And I don't even understand why. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But, but the community, like, I agree with you about the community because I think as an entrepreneur or like a dietitian working solo, you need to create those connections with other professionals in your field. Otherwise, you do feel like you're on an island by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, like, I really, really value what you bring to the community as well. Like, I have learned so much from, um, you know, what you share. And it's, it's you know, you're not necessarily out there sharing nutrition information, but just the fact of how like you work, how comfortable you are, like uplifting these other dietitians, myself included, um, is just really, really eye opening. And it's, you know, it's like a, a manifestation of like the abundancy, um, mentality where there's just always enough for everyone. And, and that has actually been a really important point for me in terms of growth, like recognizing that, Hey, don't hide your content. Don't worry about people stealing. Don't worry about this. We're kind of all, it's, it's like one pool and there's enough for everybody. And so thank you for that. Like, I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, I, I think we need to just do a better job of just supporting each other and just being on the same team. And there's, like you said, there's plenty for everybody and I'll be your cheerleader if no one else wants to be. So (laughs) yes, very valuable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I just feel like, you know, at the point of my career, it's just always good to reconnect with people that are just doing great things and being like, you know what? You're doing awesome. I'm not, instead of being jealous, I just want to support you. I just want to like high five you and share you with other people. So yeah. And that's that's just been great. That's been really, really nice. So I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Well, I'm excited to keep following. I feel like there's just so much ahead for you, especially if you like public speaking and you're you're growing your business, you're niching down and you're finding out all the things that you want to be when you grow up. I feel like there's <laughs> a lot in the horizon for you. So I'm excited to follow the journey. Yeah, I'm excited too. I mean, when you put it that way, like where you want to be when you grow up, it's really interesting how it's always a journey. Like, I mean, I'm 30 years old right now. I'm well grown up, but still like it's still a journey <laughs> and I don't know where I'm going to be in a few years. And that's actually exciting. Like to just be like, I don't know where this is taking me exactly, but I know it's the right direction. I'm um, kind of like you mentioned before. Um, so yeah, so that journey is like always happening. And, and that's what makes it, I guess, more fun. And you're so positive. Like I want to hang out with you every day because <laughs> I feel like we would have the most positive vibe chat in the morning <laughs> every day. It would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, um, it really helps that, that mindset, just like being positive. It does. It really helps. And, and, um, you know, it's obviously not, you know, I, I mean, I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's just something that I sometimes ask myself when, you know, when I think about something or when something happens, it's like, what will this do for me? Like this reaction that I have or that reaction or, or this action, what will this do for me? Will it make my life better? 
and I try not that I always succeed, but if it's a no, I try not to jump into it or not to say it or mm-hmm. not to do it. Um, and it just kind of keeps pushing me forward. As beautifully said, beautifully said, my dear, thank you thank for sharing you. all of that with me. Uh, <laughs> and my guest, I feel like you might, I hope some people reach out to you and just kind of chat with you about just your mindset and your business and how you've kind of gotten to where you are. And I think it's beautiful that you share a part about your life that's very personal too, and how that's made you a better dietitian. It's made you just better overall in life. Cause I think that's a huge component that we forget about a lot of us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been really nice talking about all this stuff. It's also made me kind of like, you know, think back about it and be like, okay, Things went well. You've come a long way. Yeah. And you've come a long way. And you've got so much more to go. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. I love seeing that I've come a long way. I'm like, not the dietitian I was. And that's a good thing. (laughs) That is good. That is very good. Okay. Are you ready for some hard questions? (laughs) Yes. I'm practicing. I practice them. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Well, I mean, by now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know what it was coming. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Because that's that's when I practice them. Like when I've listened to some of the others and be like oh this is what my answer would be but to be honest right now I totally forgot what they were so hopefully I can answer (laughs) (laughs) okay well why don't you share with me some of the foods that you enjoy foods that I enjoy um so I honestly enjoy most foods um genuinely really I like food um I like a lot (laughs) of it um I would say I'm always down for Mexican like always down for Mexican that just makes me happy especially when we're eating out because I make it at home oh. and it's good, but eating out Mexican is just always so good. Is there a delicious place in Champaign, Illinois? You know, I haven't tried it yet. I mean, I've tried a few, but I haven't found that delicious one yet. <laughs> found There's it. one yeah. that's an hour and a half away from us. We went there once just for like a weekend getaway and that was so good, but I don't know if an hour and a half. It's is literally a it. town <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Like the only really? good thing there is this restaurant. So... <laughs> <laughs> if we're ever driving that way, but it's out West, like we're never going West. We're always going East. Um, but there is a restaurant out there. I think it was called La Senorita and it was mm. just so good. But here, unfortunately, not so much. Um, my husband loves Taco Bell. So we do eat Taco Bell every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I have a funny oh, story. If you have a second amazing. for that. So when we yes. first got married, uh, my husband loves, loves Taco Bell. And, um, he, uh, I didn't know this when we first got, uh, so we, when we first got married, we weren't living together for a little bit of that time. Um, and <laughs> I would ask him like what he had for lunch and he would say, you know, whatever, whatever. And then later he'd tell me, he's like, sometimes I would have Taco Bell and I wouldn't tell you because I was just kind of embarrassed. <laughs> and I That's was like, are you serious? I eat Taco Bell. It's okay. <laughs> so Taco Bell is like a little bit of an experience for us. Um, it just has a lot of memories with it. Um, oh, that's so, so sweet. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I love Mexican food too. And I don't mind a little Taco Bell every once in a while. So totally we're on the same team there. <laughs> yes. And it's really helpful for me because I have some dietary, religious dietary restrictions. So I can't eat, um, or I won't eat a lot of the meat that's, if it's not processed a certain way. So Taco Bell is a really mm-hmm. good option too, because it's just so vegetarian friendly. That's true. See, there's another yeah. bonus there. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> uh, share with me beverages you enjoy. Beverages I enjoy. Um, I'm a big tea drinker, so I like tea a lot. Um, I'm a social coffee drinker. Like I enjoy the taste of coffee, but I usually only like it with company. Um, 
That, I like that. I like coffee with dessert. So it's kind of, that's kind of like yes. the same thing, right? That's so delicious. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Coffee with dessert is so good. Um, but I have a problem sometimes with too much caffeine, like it bothers my stomach. So I have to be very oh, careful sure. with yeah. coffee. Um, but what yeah, so sometimes tea? I'll grab it by myself. Uh, teas that I like. So hot teas. I have um, Earl Grey tea has been a new fave for me by new. I mean, like the past year. Um, mm-hmm. I've been drinking that a ton. I like, um, so, so as like, I'm originally Palestinian or like my family's originally Palestinian. So we do a lot of black tea with sage in it or mint. Mm. And that's something that yeah. I really enjoy. Um, green tea, um, at night I'll usually do like a, a herbal caffeine free tea. So peach is something that I have quite a few flavors in. So I like, I have a normal, like a white tea, white peach tea, and I have like a ginger peach. Um, so I think that's something that comes up a lot. I love tea. I love tea. Yeah. I love all kinds of teas. And mint tea is probably one of my favorites. I love mint Mint tea. is very good. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite color? Yes. Oh, my God. Gray. I am gray. so like, it's so interesting. Like, I'll be looking at different shirts and I will automatically choose the gray one, not even realizing that I'm choosing the gray one. And or my husband will ask me, he's like, what color should I get? And it's always gray. My mom, same <laughs> thing. Drawn. I'm always choosing gray. And it's really interesting because I don't have that much gray clothes myself, but I'm just so mm-hmm. drawn to the color gray. My car is gray though. And I always want my car to be gray. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love, love, love the color gray. And darker gray, not like too light gray, darker gray. Not light gray. Yeah. And there's so many gray is like trendy now. Like gray is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so which different which, shades of it, which is just like too You're like. Yes, I am right now. <laughs> You're totally trendy. soon. It'll be out, but I am right now, <laughs> and you're gonna stay trendy. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite scent or a smell? A favorite scent or a smell? Yes, um, I love the smell of like clean, freshly laundered things. Um, mm. So growing up. My mom was, my mom is like pro one, like, I don't know what you even call it. She's pro at washing clothes. Okay. <laughs> so we would like be out and people would be like, oh my God, your clothes smell so good. Like that's how really? good our clothes smell. My mom is so good at it. Um, wow. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's what we were known for within the community. Like my friend, even like some of the aunties in the community, they would know like our clothes just smell so good. So I think that scent is very, very something I love. Like if I buy candles, I love getting them, you know, you know how there's like a linen cloth, like a linen smell or something like that, that I really, really love. That's hilarious. That is hilarious that you are known. (laughs) Well done, mom. (laughs) So I'm I'm trying to keep that up, but my mom is one of those people Do you know the tricks? I think so. I think so. It's just using a lot of product. <laughs> um, and then keeping the sense, um, keeping the sense um, consistent. So, you know, your, your softener, your dryer sheets um, and stuff, they all have to be the same scent. And then it comes out smelling really good. Yeah. Um, so I have been able to figure out the scent thing, but my mom would be a little bit disappointed because I don't fold my laundry. Um, oh, Bad right girl. away ever <laughs> i know it's like my mom's pet peeve but Is um it like, sorry mom the dryer. <laughs> yes and dryer? it's so perfect oh. like her, her clothes never need ironing because they're just always fresh out the dryer folded very nicely but that's okay and Hopefully you she- know this but you still don't do it <laughs> no i can't i hate it's not, you know it's weird because it's not like i necessarily hate folding laundry it's just not what i want to spend my time doing so sure, i only sure. do it 
generally before I do the next load of laundry. Very well. Hey, let's look at it done. <laughs> yeah, I am so going to pay attention to my laundry. I'm going to I'm going to do laundry later, so I'm going to look at what scents I have. They're probably all clashing in my laundry room. That, that's that's the trick. That's the trick. <laughs> hey, I learned some. I learned a lot, but that's another thing I learned. <laughs> oh man, um, what brings you joy, Dua? What brings me joy? Um. I mean, a lot of things. Oh my God. So many things bring me joy, but I think, um, maybe it's, it's, I mean, from a professional perspective, it's definitely helping people navigate their nutrition. Like I am so happy when I have a client, like quote unquote, graduate out of my sessions and they're just so comfortable. Like I'll check in with them a few months later and they, they're still doing good. They know what to eat. They know what not to eat. Um, so from professional perspective that, and I think if I carry that to the rest of my life, just kind of um, like other people having joy, I think is the source of joy for me as well. I like that. Yeah, I would agree with you with that. And I, the interesting way that I don't think about that as much now that I will, that you said that. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things that bring me joy, but really seeing people having joy because of something that you've helped them with. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And not that it's about me, but, um, them being happy. Yeah. Sure. And especially those really, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and I would never think it is about you, but that's very cool. Very good food for thought. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like, oh my God, I talked about myself so much. I, that's exactly what you were supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to this later and I'm going to be like, did I really say this for people to hear? <laughs> You're not the only one. People are like, oh, I listened to myself and I sound so goofy. And I'm like, no, you sound amazing. Like, I loved our conversation. It was oh, awesome. I'm glad. So good. I'm glad. So good. Well, thank you so much. And again, I, as I say to a lot of my guests, I hope to have you on again in the future so we can see what is next for you and all the awesome things you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. I'd love to come back. I love Dua. She's just an amazing person and her realistic and ambitious take on life is completely refreshing. It's important for all of us to realize we have our place in this world and we can either be positive about what's happening or we can be negative. And I don't think Dua has a negative bone in her body. I appreciate her positivity and know that I left very inspired by this conversation. My website, annelizabethardy.com, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcast show notes and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great experts. My book is also available to purchase on my website, and I hope you can connect more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at annelizabethardy. Remember to be great, always find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters. 